In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. And welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that gives you real life results. Now today, weirdly enough, I'm being interviewed (laughs) and I'm being interviewed by the wonderful Sam. She's one of our trainers here at Devon Dogs and also a massive, massive, massive Absolute Dogs raving fan. And so I think that (laughs) the raving bit is important. Absolutely. There is a lot of raving that goes on here. Complete raving fan. So... In terms of today, Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking puppies. Mm -hmm. You're interviewing me uh, on a new family member for us. That is Nifty. And I just figured it would be nice for people to hear about it. But also, Sam, I think because you are a dog trainer, you're a professional dog trainer who works full time in dog training. Mm -hmm. I think you might have a different swing on it. So anyway, I'm all yours. Literally, (laughs) take me and ask as many questions as you think our listeners might like to hear. Okay, let's start with uh, how old is Nifty now? Nifty is... Is about 19 weeks okay. and uh, that's an interesting age because <laughs> biting is a thing and Nifty certainly lives up to her, her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Nifty by name, Nifty by nature. She's like a ninja, a uh, ninja cat. She is very, very fast. She's very, very bitey. Uh, she's very, very... Um, She's quick with everything. She's a very quick puppy. And you know what? I've had Border Collies all my life. Mm -hmm. Um, My last Border Collie puppy uh, was Tokyo, and that was uh, two and a half years ago. And he was very, very different to her. So, yeah, Nifty Nifty is an interesting 19-week-old. Fun, fast, feral. So it's, it's really interesting you say that. So you've had lots and lots of collies. You find that each one is individual in the oh, terms of training. Oh, so different. So different. Tokyo, sweet, soft, kind, gentle, genuine, um, just a good boy, like a really good boy. Yeah. Nifty, ninja, <laughs> wicked, wild, um, absolute chaos. But in a good way? Yeah, really a good way. And yeah. and when I was first growing up um, with dogs, she would be the type of dog I would always dream of. Really? Whereas now I've had softer, sensitive dogs. I also can appreciate them and I in some ways I really like them so I kind of um, I'm sort of taking her her like she's she's taking my head a a lot of like thinking when I'm working with her I'm like right calm down calm down (laughs) calm down because she's like push 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 whereas um, yeah I've got used to the sensitive souls now so I'm kind of with the sensitive crew do you feel like she's testing you a little bit again in terms of your training skills yes so she redecorated my mum and dad's kitchen a few weeks ago Um, I'm really annoyed I I should have caught it for um, filming and then I realised I was so quick to get the guy to come in and repair it before my parents saw it (laughs) I was like, quick, 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 come in and and repair this before they get home. Uh, Because even in your 30s, you still feel that uh, your parents, they rule. Right. So my parents still rule. So I I have to be careful to not overstep the mark. And I'd left her loose in their kitchen. She took advantage of that moment. I poor dog trainer in that moment. And yeah, (laughs) redecoration happened. 
So in terms of um, where you've got sort of that different personality, now I know, you know, in, in Absolute Dogs, we talk a lot about training the dog in front of you, Absolutely. right? So how do you adjust your training looking at the puppy in front of you in terms of their personality as they grow? So so Tokyo, and that's a brilliant question. Tokyo, I had to keep him moving. So okay. movement was really important. Less thinking, not too much. I never really asked him for a lot of control. Yeah. Um, I asked him to um, shape and to... Um, to lure and to play and to be very dynamic and movie mm. all the time. And I started with Nifty in exactly the same way. Yep. However, we've had to quit <laughs> that sort of method. Okay. Uh, and we've had to start putting in some impulse control already, some boundary games, a little bit more thought, a little bit more yeah. shaping, not allowing her to maybe have quite so much uh, movement in her okay. training. Okay. Very movement driven, very movement stimulated. She was in the car only the other day with us and she literally hit the window going, I want to chase the cars next door <laughs> uh, from her crate. And I was wow. like oh this is interesting so we just had to change a few things um and that's not never see that as a, a failure of your dog training mm -hmm. just see that as something you need to adjust to so i saw it we've adjusted she's in a different style crate where she can't see out the window um and cars could be a thing for her and i'm just not having them as a thing for her whereas okay. tokyo never looked at a car not really bothered. Um, just different yeah. different personalities different personalities so basically just being flexible in, in, in the way that you approach it and not being scared to change. Absolutely. You know, being, Absolutely. Okay. And, and that it's okay to get it wrong. You know, it's okay to kind of yeah. make Yeah, the mistakes. big thing with getting it wrong is that you learn from it and you do something different next yeah, time. Fantastic. I think it was Einstein that said insanity is basically doing the same thing uh, twice and expecting a different yeah. response over and over, uh, repeating things and then expecting it to change. No, yeah. I'm not going to keep putting her in the car and expecting her not to try and hit the window um, as um, a car goes by because mm -hmm. she will try that. So actually, let's change this. Okay. And a dog who has that drive, I kind of like, but I don't want them to employ in that way. So okay. I don't want to set her up to do that so let's change it and let's mix it like for example training academy and absolute dogs we play whippets mm -hmm. uh whippets is something nifty's really really good at and that's how we'll channel her but we won't channel her and no no whippets are harm doing this you need to <laughs> be in the training academy to see the whippet games um but yeah for me when we see something like um her playing whippets you see the same skills employed but in a much more conducive and powerful way. Yeah. Much more empowering for me, much more empowering for her, safer, um, kinder, uh, and definitely going to grow the dog in the right direction. Okay, brilliant. Uh, so in terms of like training when you're looking at a brand new puppy what kind of areas do you focus on how do you how do you gauge like where you need to go what kind of direction you need to follow so my first one uh, for someone like nifty would be confidence okay. so straight off went in with confidence she's actually a really confident puppy yeah i don't know though is that how she's been brought up or is that how she is because i didn't really see any different but yeah. i think i would still go in with confidence i don't ever feel that a dog can have too much confidence like blink is a really confident dog and yet i still grow her confidence um nifty is a really confident confident dog and yet I still think you could phase her so for yeah. me um, she's probably one of the most confident border collies I've met mm -hmm. um, at the same time she also is a border collie and yeah. so I think that they've always got that level of um, sort of uh, just awareness and vigilance to their environment so because of that I'm going to keep growing confidence uh, second area I think for me um, would be um, just a level of loving rewards so love the food love the toy love the kibble love the catch love the methods of delivery like yeah. love rewards love working with me in rewards okay. because I think that's always a really powerful thing sets so, you up for the future yeah, kind of love, love watching that yeah. like love love 
love, love rewards. Um, so I think that's really powerful. Um, and then I suppose proximity, knowing again, she's a border collie. Mm-hmm. They could go out on the hills hundreds of miles away. Um, I really want her close. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's quite a hard one for Nifty. Yeah. So so close proximity, I think, is um, is is going to be an ongoing um area to to grow i don't think i need to grow independence too much right now so i think that's that's cool and then probably arousal up arousal down knowing that she's got quite a quick flip switch to yeah. go arousal up we need to grow that dimmer switch so actually rather than her go bang here i am yeah <laughs> i want to kind of go okay nifty's here let's grow it let's make it warmer 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 hot yeah, yeah rather than actually she goes from naught to 90 pretty darn quick um so i'd quite like to just um know that i can grow her in the way i want i used to think for an agility dog we wanted that and whilst i do like it in agility i also need a brain yes. and so for me it's useful to have both so it's having that balance i guess Absolutely. I want a balanced dog. And and personally, I suppose our perspective has changed a little. Like we do want a dog who's cool on um, sort of life skills and pet skills as much as we do agility skills. Yeah. And so for me, having a dog who is um, nice on lead, good with people, good with dogs, um, great recall, uh, can leave other things alone and they're not their business. Mm-hmm. Um, great um, recall in all distractions. Um, lovely settle when, when life is busy. Uh, coming out here and sitting on a boundary with mm-hmm. me. All of those things are important to me okay. as much as um going and competing at crafts and olympia and all the other lovely events we get to do so uh, and for me 99.9 percent of their day is spent doing those things and not competing at crafts so um i do really need a dog who um can can live life cool um yeah. and so that is um that is her goal just thinking about their whole life really and not just those other moments that they're going to absolutely like it's it's 24 7 dog training so twenty four seven dog training. It's not what we do in um, in the big competitions. For yeah. me, it's what we do at home and uh, going to um, take her out for a walk. Interesting one, actually, that I should mention. Nifty hasn't been for a proper walk yet. So Nifty hasn't been for a a walk where you put them on a lead and you go down to the park and you let her off lead. So it's going to be one of my questions. Ah, oh, did I steal it? Did I steal <laughs> That's it? Fine. So no, go so for yeah, it. Yeah, she hasn't it. had any walks really yet. She she literally training sessions. Yeah. Um, reframe the walk. Uh, reframe what we do. And of course, we are lucky. We do have lots of space here at um the farm and um East Bowerland mm-hmm. where Devon dogs lives. Um, so we do have a lot of room. At the same time, we don't um feel the need to take her to say Simmons Park would be our local park. We yeah, don't feel sure. the need to do that with her yet she goes um out towards where classes are being taught here sometimes but she'll be in the peripheral sort of space not in the middle of the hub uh we might take her in the field and do a little training session we might take her down to the bridal path and do a training session and that might comprise of um figure of eight between our legs Mm -hmm. that might be like a, a leg weave it might be middle it might be some boundaries it could be catch magic hands all of the games we play in the training academy yeah but it definitely isn't go out and and chase dogs and just walk be employed yes definitely not those things so so would you say that that's more towards um you know it's it's about growing her in the right direction absolutely you know thinking about what we do want later down the line how can we set her up for that absolutely yeah fantastic And, and i'd say in the training academy there's loads of games that you can play at home as well you know, and thinking about maybe going to car parks and stuff, right? So Absolutely. And she that's the sort of thing that she, yesterday I didn't have a huge amount of time. So I did three sessions in the house, one on crates and yeah. loving being in a crate, uh, two on hand touches and just okay. growing hand touches for proximity. <laughs> and my third one was settle on a boundary. And actually it was settle whilst I was attempting poorly to cook. <laughs> um, and so I left her on a boundary and I mostly wanted to just t- train her. So I was kind of pretending to chop things up. Uh, but really I was training her. Do you, um, how do you kind of balance 
the 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 amount of rest that a puppy needs, especially like a young dog, um, and dogs in general, actually, I think how much rest they need in their lives compared to what you want and how you want to train. How do you balance that? I think I try really hard to always ditch the bowl with a dog that I want in hard training. And when I say hard training, I mean they've got lots to learn. Yeah. And when I ditch the bowl, I think that that seems to level up about right mm. because everything that's in that bowl, whether it's enrichment activities or whether it's in um, training um, sort of focus games, that tends to be about the right amount for the dog. Yeah. Um, now, the only dogs I've struggled with that is when they're particularly small, like Blink, six okay. kilos. Yeah. I have struggled on smaller dogs because um, I want a bit more food. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, that for Nifty is about right. By the time I'm at the end of her dinner for the day, she's done. She's done. Okay. She's done. So yesterday, one other session, actually, I was maybe a bit hard on myself. I did train again yesterday and I took her to the hydro pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a training session. I wasn't maybe looking at it that way. And I think that's what you've got to do. You've got to look at it as that actually is a training session. Yeah. She did have probably four or five handfuls of food doing that. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of her training sessions. It was exercise. It was energy um, input from me. It was energy output from her. Yeah. Um, so actually, that was a training session. So yeah, um, for me, Ditch the Bowl really helps with that. And when you think they've rested enough, they probably need a bit more. Yeah. So I think normally dogs need more than we give them. And that's maybe when you'd start to see some undesirable behaviours come out, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, <laughs> Overtired. and for me, she can really, really sleep Um 18 to 19 hours a day and that people just don't see that that's crazy but she definitely it? would I, I would say can sleep that much is that including um, like nighttime sleep or is that yeah just that's including day? probably her nighttime sleep maybe a bit more so I, I would say maybe a bit more so you're still talking like 11 hours in a waking day though right that's yeah quite I mean a lot. I mean I'd say I'd say so if she's sleeping 18 to 19 hours then then we've only got those five hours that she's doing something yes so yeah. that actually isn't it's that not, much and when I say that much. that's maybe chewing a bone yeah that's maybe having loose time. That's maybe um, out doing training sessions. But that really is throughout the whole day. Yeah. So it actually isn't, it isn't a lot of time really um, when you think about it. Um, I think sleeping is the majority of what she does. And at the moment, either a puppy pen, a crate or a calm room okay. to be sleeping in yeah. because she wouldn't choose sleep yeah. in the face of excitement. So you're limiting her choices. Yeah, yeah, definitely limiting her choices. She's got a, a big airline crate. She's got a puppy pen and she also has um, a, um, a big um, room with with very little in it other than the um, cupboard she destroyed last week but it's fine it's all been it's yeah. all been repaired <laughs> um, so yeah it looks great again um so so yeah and, and it's funny because you as many times as i've done it before and been there before and helped customers before and helped all of our students at absolute dogs mm-hmm. all of the in-person students at devon dogs like i've helped so many and yet we still make mistakes yeah. i still left her even though i knew she was chewy that day mm-hmm. and she was bitey that day and i still left her possibly loose for a bit too long yeah without maybe enough employment like it's it's interesting we still make those mistakes she's always left with the radio on or the tv on uh, she has no separation issues that i can see in terms of barking whining pacing she'll sit into a bone while you're out mm-hmm. like i love all of that um but we definitely still have lots to grow and a huge journey to go on like we're only just scratching at the surface of, of dog training so where are you where are you hoping to take her what's what's nifty's future I really hope that Nifty is a fantastic um, ambassador dog for Dev- for Devon Dogs and mm-hmm. for Absolute Dogs. I hope okay. that she showcases um, what we do uh, both online and in person because it's lovely when you trot through the car park and you've got a dog who is just angelic. Yeah. Um, and um, one of um, her, her relatives, Brave, was always that dog for us. She mm-hmm. was always that amazing um, dog that could just, um, just behave with everything no matter what she was faced with. Yeah. I think Nifty, we might have a slight 
slightly bigger challenge because she's a bit fierier. Okay. She's got the fire. So yeah. you could imagine that if someone was to um, get really explosive excited, I think she might get explosive excited too. <laughs> uh, so I think we will have that to work on. But on the whole, I think she's a really cool dog. So for me, a great ambassador for Absolute Dogs, for Devon Dogs, for all of the students, for the training academy and pro dog trainer and everyone that watches what we do. A fantastic family pet. Yep. I would like her to be able to go out on on lovely long walks and, and enjoy life to the max and have mm -hmm. lots of freedom. And then I would love to do agility if it floats her boat. And you okay. know what? That's for me uh, a bonus if it works for us. I It's not my be all and end all, yeah. um, which I think 10 years ago it would have been. Yeah. For now, it's um, actually I, I, I love her. I want her to be the best her she can be. And I think she's going to be fantastic at agility, uh, watching how she is and how she moves and um her personality is yeah. very agility driven. However, let's see. You know what? I think I keep my options way more open than I used to 10 yeah. years ago. And um, if that's man trailing or scent or search or Kong training or all the other cool things that, that we could do, mm -hmm. I'm I'm open and um, like, like you, willing to learn. Brilliant. Uh, that was actually going to be one of my questions was like, so quite often we have an idea, right? When we get a dog um, or a puppy of what what our life is going to look like when we when we have that and you know we're going to go on these nice walks sometimes the reality it, it starts to not match up absolutely now it, there's always hope and i would always put that out there and the absolute dogs is a fantastic place to grow that and know that um but how do you change your mindset when something is maybe not going in the direction that you'd like it to go compared to say what the dog needs absolutely and that's a brilliant question and um, for for me i've learned to become way more flexible in in where i'm going with things like that blink taught me that she had a patella op at just over a year old and that took her out of agility and and made me rethink it all um and i think just being adaptable and loving yeah. the dog in front of you doesn't really need to and braves taught me that as well yeah and um, that the journey might not be the journey you had planned and at the same time that you can still make it a really cool journey yeah and uh i, I think just not being too fixed in your mindset uh being willing to enjoy each day as it comes and taking each day as it comes and absolutely have a have a goal but be flexible in your in your journey to it so be flexible on your on your way there and um being willing to adapt uh, and adapt as many times as you need to to reshape yourself to reshape your dog to reshape your model to reshape your future um because adaptation for me is probably the single biggest um skill that we can all have in the way that the world is these days i think it's it just the faster you can adapt the better yeah. you are at what you do yeah, I'd say, yeah, I totally, totally feel that. I think that when we've all been through that, right, COVID and we had yeah, to adapt and absolutely. change the, the way fast that we adaptations. Live, right? so. It's not how um, many staff you have. It's not how many, it's not how much money you've got sat in the bank. It's not how um, skilled you are at a certain, um, I don't know, method. Yeah. It's how quick you can adapt and how uh, good you are at change. Um, and some people just can't change. And I think for me, I wouldn't say I'm the best at change, but I'm certainly <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Like I'm certainly better than I was. And, and I, I definitely uh, deal with change better than I used to. Um, and I think that, that that's what the world is teaching us. Like be ready to change, be willing to change, be up for change and be willing to remold and um, what you're doing. I mean, a good example of that, I've recently um, said, I, I don't think that I can do Team Great Britain this year. Yes, I saw um, that post. Yeah and, yeah, and I just felt that actually, as much as I love Team Great Britain, it's been a big part of my life and it's been a big part of my goals and my my passion and my mission and 
all of the things I want to do. And I'm not saying I won't go there next year or the year yeah. after or the year after, but this year I really feel here needs me. And I really feel my team need me. And I really feel that my family need me. And I really feel that um, my dogs need me and the site needs me. Yeah. And I don't feel I can um, give this what I need to, as well as um, giving that what I need to. And it's just a big give and it's a big ask yeah. for yourself. And I think there's got to be sometimes a level of adaptation, change, adaptability to be able to, um, I think, probably keep your sanity as well yeah. and and to give everyone what they need yeah. whilst giving yourself what you need. Yeah, for and sure. so for me, knowing that those journeys can change, again, um, for me, it's very empowering. And I don't feel like I've given anything up. I feel like I've made a really good, um, empowering self-care um, site care, team care decision. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I actually feel really happy about feel it. Feel good about it. Feel really I think good about should. it. I think like, it's like a huge decision to make. Yeah, and and, it's, and quite know. an empowering decision in the sense that um, you can you can take care of yourself. You can yeah. take care of your team. Yeah. You can take care of your situation and your home and your family and all the other things that need you. Mm -hmm. And you can come back to that. There's, yeah. there, it doesn't have to be today. And those are the flex and the adaptable sort of um, changes that I've certainly made and got better at. Yeah. Whereas I think five, 10 years ago, I'd have been uh, sitting over it and getting upset and uh, worrying I may never get there again. And now I'm like, you know what? That's right, right now. Yeah. And, and maybe you want to flex it in the future and that's fine too. Yeah, and it's okay to say no sometimes, right? It's, absolutely. You know, there's nothing wrong what, with it I mean, for, your, for your own sort of care. There's absolutely empowering. Like, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Like, what a, an empowering, powerful moment where you get to step up and say, this isn't me right now. Yes. And yeah. yet I can come back to that. I'm going to high five you on that. Yeah, I get a high five. Fantastic. Nice one. Perfect, yeah. So going back to Nifty for a moment, um, uh, something that probably we kind of work a little bit differently in terms of how we think about socialization of dogs. Yes. We're very, very different stance Absolutely. on that absolute dog. So a lot of people might be thinking though, well, how, what, what point do I know when it's okay for my dog to maybe greet another dog? Brilliant. How, how would you be thinking of that in terms of I mean, of Nifty's a really uh, good example of this. She really gets to spend very little time with my other dogs at the moment, largely because every time she sees them, she gets so excited and like she takes Tokyo out. Tokyo's like, <laughs> oh my Lord, this ninja kid, what is she doing? Um, she literally drop kicks him and he's there like strutting around with a cool name like I'm Tokyo yeah. and he's literally sees her and he's like goes and hides he's like dear oh, lord dear. she's a lot um, and he does he, I mean he gets on really well with her he will play with her and tolerate her but yeah. I feel like she just hasn't got the skills to manage herself around him yet mm -hmm. and and my other dogs she definitely is too much for Blink like she'd yeah. land on Blink and so for me what I want to <clears> see is that actually her interest in them becomes less rather than more. Okay. So they're none of her business. Yeah. So the more that I see that she can disengage, mm -hmm. one of the skills that we teach in the training academy and all of our teaching. concept. Fantastic. Really, really, really essential for Nifty. Yeah, sure. Like she doesn't really get how to disengage right now. She's like, engage, 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 engage. I just engage <laughs> in everything. I want to engage. His engagement, take it on, let's go. Like she's she's very um, ninja. Yeah. It would be how I described her. And, and everyone said to me, our red collie's a bit different because they're like, they're, they're like redhead. Like they're like fiery. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh my God, she actually is. I, I, I understand yeah? I love it. She's like, I get this. Sam gets this. Um, but for me, she's fire. Like, mm -hmm. she is fire. And I don't know whether that's because um, she is a red border collie or I don't know if that's because she is nifty. Like, yeah. it, I don't know. I haven't had another. However, for me, um, she certainly needs to learn a level of that before I think that she needs to have the responsibility of other dogs. Okay. And I think that that's, it's, it's like giving the keys to your car. So I like my car. Mm -hmm. It's like giving those keys to Eliza and asking her to drive. Yeah. She doesn't have the skill. So why put her in the situation when I know she doesn't have the skill? Sure. 
I like that. I think that um, I think that's it's nice as well that you talked on the multi dog household there mm. as well. You know, because I think that's also another thing that maybe we I certainly didn't understand when I first got my two dogs how to introduce dogs in the same household and how to set that up so what would be your tips in that sense for me um presence doesn't mean access to any of the dogs or me yeah so just because i'm there doesn't mean i'm hers um crates gates um puppy pens whatever you need use them um appropriately obviously she doesn't need to be in them at all hours of all days uh not giving access to everything and and seeing that as a privilege not a right okay I think those are all really important for me. She doesn't spend her time watching all my other dogs. So she's either separated or she's um, in a separate space or she's with me or in my bedroom or in my living room or she's not with them all the time. So yeah. her, her, her relationship's with me, okay, not my dogs. Fantastic. And so in terms of... Um, because again, you're talking there about sort of presence doesn't mean access and, and having her maybe separate from your other dogs and stuff. And so you said that she was crated as well and you use various sort of crates, you know, gates, X- pens, pens var- yeah. various yeah. tools to, to have flexibility in your life. Um, a lot of people find that difficult. They find the idea of a crate definitely difficult for a, to, to be able to put their dog in there for a Absolutely. period of time. So what, what was your sort of stance on that? What do um, you think about that? Safety, um, travel, uh, going to the vets, all of those things are like nailed down when you yeah. can use crates. And so for me, they're just part of what we do they're not all of what we do uh, i definitely think they're safe um i've been a dog trainer for long enough um where i've seen accidents happen because a dog isn't created or safe yeah uh, dogs chewing wires and a dog chewing a chew and and um something inappropriate and and both of them ended in in fate well they're fatal so yeah. the, both dogs didn't make it and for me that i, I was only about 12 when a, a friend of ours their dog chewed a, a cable um really lovely lovely um bull terrier um one of the ones with a slopey face uh english bull terrier yeah lovely dog um she was a really really lovely dog um and she was called matilda and and anyway she didn't make it and wow. and for me as a 12 year old seeing things like that there's always got to be a different way and so okay the owner can supervise but there's only so much you can supervise i remember classic in a hotel once um classics my mini american shepherd she got up and managed to chew a hairdryer that was linked to a wall oh yeah. And I was in bed, I was asleep. And it just reminded me that she should have been in a crate. She didn't have the skill level to be left unsupervised. Yeah. And yet I was thinking I was being nice, but actually she could have lost her life. Yeah. And so for me, crates have a safety space. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they need to be enough, uh, big enough. I do think they need to be safe. I think they need to be well-managed and well-maintained, but I do think they have a place. And I think that they're equally for each individual to decide. So I don't judge you for not using them or I don't judge um, someone who um, really wants to use them. I would say whatever fits with you yeah but most of all i will use them myself i I really do and nifty will always have a a, an opportunity for a crate space yeah so i think we have literally wiped out the nifty like we've talked a lot of nifty stuff like we have talked a huge amount of nifty stuff that was a really good we got a connection (laughs) we got a proper connection that was a good nice nice (laughs) so that was this episode of the Sex in a Squirrel podcast. I think everyone is going to love this. And the reason I think everyone's going to love this is because it's different. It has a different swing on it, a different take on it. And not everyone um, gets to be in this position of just asking us questions. Yeah, it's so, really cool. I was really excited. <laughs> thank you so much, Sam, for, for doing thank that. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Really cool opportunity. And I think we need to make sure everyone remembers. Remember, guys, to stay sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video program, huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today, where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.